0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the second episode of season three of Get This Cake podcast with your host Janelle Clark. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. And this week we have our first guest of season three. Welcome, Dina. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, back
1: at you. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, so like, literally Dina's in Palestine right now, seven hours ahead and she still took the time to fucking be on the show. So thank you. I'm
1: excited to be here. I only want to (laughs) be here. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Um, I, okay. I need to get something off my chest this week. I needed someone else to talk to, um, about this because I feel like it's been something I personally have been struggling with for a while. And um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a hypocrite about it, but I have an issue lately on not being able to say no. I don't know. just had lately
1: more? or always?
0: I feel, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like I've always had the issue of not being able to say no. It's just as lately that I realized I struggle. Um, Dina, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and like, Introduce who you are, and I need to know, like, is this something you also struggle with?
1: So a little bit about myself. I'm Palestinian, obviously, and I live in Toronto, and I studied science, and I love science, but I also love to say yes to everything. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, definitely a struggle in work, in social context, in work again with people, with guys, with any it's always yes, especially if I feel socially obligated to say yes. Yeah. So sometimes I would literally have to google how to say no and just hear the word no multiple times. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no totally. Um so Dean and I actually met through mutual friends back in December and we were actually just talking about um basically getting ready for the summer and like having a hot girl summer. Dina's going to be back from yes. Palestine. Our lives just need to just be 10 times better than what last summer was because like last summer didn't exist. It's gone. It's over. So I, um, was thinking about this topic to talk to you about this, because we were, we were having these discussions about um, our plans for the summer. And I just finished my very first week of school and my shift of my priorities are like, oh, wait, hold on. Can't be drinking throughout the week anymore.
1: Yes, you can. Okay, no you can. I have
0: to wake up at like really like early, like six 36 o'clock. And so my shift of like the way I was living this very, very long seven month fucking vacation, but not really vacation because we're in lockdown. Um, I'm just like, wait, I have to just really figure out my priorities. And I was reading. Um, I actually. So we we have a mutual friend. Our mutual friend is my roommate Marcos, and I last year for his birthday gifted him this book called "Fuck No," um, written by Sarah Knight. Have you heard of this book before?
1: I have not. No. It's
0: look at really that! Now good. I can say no. You need to read it. I have not read it until like literally like the last couple of days. It's called uh, Fuck No, How to Stop Saying Yes When You Can't, You Shouldn't, or Just Don't Want to. And I gifted this to him because I know he struggles with being yeah. able to say no. And then with me, I'm a very like a very assertive person. I'm very like not really aggressive. I'm just very like I don't beat around the bush. And I felt like this would be great for him because I felt like he struggled with this. And I was like, oh. Uh, I need to read that book that I gave you. Well, this <laughs> so, sounds like something I need to borrow from you as well. Yeah, I know it's so good. And she also, I've read this one. She does have another book called uh, The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. That's really, really on par with this conversation. Um, but I'm just a I'm just an extrovert. Like, are you do you, would you say you're an extrovert as well?
1: It's hard because I definitely come off as extroverted and mm. I definitely know how to fake being extroverted in social settings but at the end of the day when I'm by myself and alone and it's like a calamity it's beautiful <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no
1: absolutely absolutely so maybe to a degree yeah
0: no and I feel the same way I wouldn't go and say I'm an introvert I'm really far from that I definitely thrive when I'm in social settings and when, when I'm with groups of people and I'm with my friends and I'm meeting new, uh, new individuals, but like my safe space is like my room. It's like my sanctuary. It's I have no problem of going out and getting a cup of coffee by myself. I have no problem. Like getting like a table for one at a restaurant. Like that to me is just like so empowering. It's how I recharge. But my problem is, is, i because i have a hard time saying no i know that i'm a people pleaser which can be a like it can be an asset um but it's one of my biggest liabilities is i always end up putting the needs or the wants or the desires of others first and then i don't have time for me and what happens is i put things that are due like on hold I become irritable. My mental health goes to shit. And then, what type of friend does that make me? I'm unable to fulfill all the other roles in my life, as you know, being a having good work ethic, being a good friend, being a good daughter. Like all these things end up suffering when I don't take care of me for putting that boundary down and saying no. Um, and that's something I really like. I think this summer, as much as I'm so excited, shit's opening up in two weeks. As much as I'm so excited for that, that is a practice that I need to figure out because my self-discipline needs work. (laughs) Have you ever, has that ever gotten you in trouble like with a
1: friend where you felt like because you didn't say no? Tell me about it. You would, you would think I would learn. You would think I would learn that the easy way is to say no, I can't. But no, people pleasing seems to give you some sort of content and fulfillment, yeah. like momentarily. Yeah. But then you realize that time is kind of closing in, and you're 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 getting you're getting confronted at this point. You either have to get up and really do what you said you would do, or it's time to disappoint and bail, which kind of contradicts the whole reason why you said yes, I'll do it to begin with. So I've had this problem for years mm-hmm. and it especially got bad maybe last summer when things were open and everybody was just so excited and so hyped and I was working full time. So I had to get up at like 7 a.m., yeah. be out the door. I don't come home till 4 p.m. And then people are just like, let's go do this. Let's go out here. And then you have multiple circles of friends. Yeah. So all of them want to do something that same weekend. Yeah, and it's like yeah okay yes to you yes to you and yes to you too and then it's like oh my gosh like I can't just spend half an hour with this person and jump off to the next event, and, yeah, to totally. the next event. Totally. and then it's like okay 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 maybe I can ask this person to join this person so yeah. it just you put yourself in such a tangle that you can't even get out of oh yeah but this makes you question like why am I people pleasing yeah like, where does it come from yeah and so i think a big part of it is also tackling where it comes from to be able to address it head on because i do feel like with friends it comes from one place and at the workplace it comes from another yeah for example the workplace like you have an authority figure who's like hey dina can you let me do this can you help me do that and it's like yes 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 i am so overly eager to please this authority figure Mm -hmm. but it's like why (laughs) yeah
0: no, absolutely. No, I totally agree. I'm really happy you brought that up because I um I drive myself crazy at night with my deep thoughts. And sometimes I really over-evaluate and I think to myself, okay, so why am I struggling to say no? What am I looking to get out of this experience? Is it my need to feel validated by that? Is it my my fear of FOMO? Like There must be deeper reason why I have a little bit of a battle and it's not ever, like you said, it's a momentary uh, form of satisfaction. It's never a conscious thing in the moment. Um, I remember once I uh, I was at this party, I was at this get together and a friend of mine um, wanted to go somewhere else in this other location. Our friend, other the other party he wanted to go to was at uh, in North York. And it's probably about like a 45 minute drive. And it's someone we haven't seen in a while and he has a hot tub and we, we always know it's gonna be good vibes. But <laughs> this is a place that you end up staying until the morning. And I was, I remember we were in the Uber there and I was like, oh my fucking Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> okay, girl, I have like tomorrow, I'm, I have a root canal appointment and they gave they give me antibiotics. I'm scared I, where this story is going. I felt like I like antibiotics that give you the shits, right? And like <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But I was like, my stomach was not feeling okay, but I was like, I'm in an Uber on the highway. And
1: it's too late. <laughs> or and I'm I gonna destroy time. his toilet. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That was the moment
0: I should have just said no. But um no back to what we were saying. Don't judge me. I can tell you're I don't
1: know me. if I can go back to what we were saying. I'm too
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was a real moment I did. I came home at 8 a.m. I wasn't home over or anything. I was just like, why was I not home like at 2 a.m.? Like I literally had the opportunity to be like, hey no, I'm I'm gonna take my own Uber and not go all the way to fucking North York. And um yeah, it's uh n- the neighbors were getting up and my stomach still hurt and it was not good. But anyways.
1: <laughs> I have a very similar story. Do There's you actually wanna hear it? I wanna hear
0: it, I wanna hear it, I wanna hear it. Okay. I wanna hear it.
1: <laughs> it has nothing to do with having whatever situation you are having. <laughs> but So my friends, so I live downtown and my friends way further than North York even, um, we're having like a pool party and this was like three years ago at least. And I had no one to go with. So I wasn't down to like spend a $20 Uber just to go for a pool party with people I barely know. Like nothing about that sounded appetizing to me. Right. But then one of my other friends who also turned out to be invited and he's just a friend, like this is someone I, maybe like even an acquaintance. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, like I'll go with you. I'm down, it'll be so much fun. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit more encouraged now. But I'm like a homebody at some point. Like by 1, 2 a.m., I'm like, I wanna clock out. Like that's a max. So he's like, okay, okay, you get the first Uber. I will get the next one. I'm like, okay, fine. Sounds good to me. Why would I ever question this?
0: Plus there's a pool, so, so it makes it a little yeah, yeah. easier. And I was yes. more
1: than happy to say yes, yes, I'll pay for the Uber as long as you do this. As long yeah. as you get the second totally. one. So by like one thirty two, I'm like, I I'm ready to head out. I wanna go home. Please let me go home. And it so I was like, No, no, let's stay a little longer. I'm like, Okay, sure, yes, yes, yes. But then I was fed up and then I was truly like, Please, I wanna go. But I started looking for him because I called my Uber. Okay, at this point I was ready to leave without him. And then I couldn't find him anywhere. So I was like, guys, where did he go? They're like, what do you mean? He just took that Uber. <laughs> oh, fuck that. This is what happens when you don't say no. <laughs> where were you? You were in the middle of nowhere? I don't even remember. It was so, it was like North York area, but even like oh, further, a little bit further than North York, like Vonish.
0: Like, literally, as soon as like, you're on you a crazy? highway in the GTA, like, as soon as you have to go on a highway uh, in the GTA and you don't have that's a car, when you don't, you shouldn't you're be there. Not. You're just go home, like, at that point, like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, <laughs> turn
1: around,
0: man. Man, i um, I think, like, one of the first times I realized, um that I was more of a people pleaser than taking care of myself. Um, And in the book, by the way, that I mentioned to you, she kind of talks about that there's like different reasons or combination of reasons why people like you and I have this is they're either people pleasers, they're overachievers. They do things not because they want to, because they just need to overachieve.
1: And that's just your ego talking. So Uh, that's me. Don't hurt me like that publicly, please.
0: Sorry. See, it's not a bad thing. These things, though, can be liabilities, but they can be an asset if you want them to be. Uh, No, no, they're definitely a liability all the time. Okay. I'll share one story as to one time I thought this was a massive liability and it turned out to be a really cool asset. Oh, and also pushovers, which we'll we'll get into in a minute. Um, Oh, yeah. I can't deal with pushovers. I might be a people pleaser, but I'm not a pushover. Yeah. I can't. But uh, one time, I'll tell very quickly, so you mentioned about work, uh, a story where my inability to say no almost costed me uh, $700. So I um, actually could have been potentially more, but minimum $700. So I uh, used to do business business sales, and I was working for a company called First Data and it was commission only. So basically you're going like business to business. You're talking to business owners, um, trying to do financial assessments for them and get them a better rate on their um on their merchant processing debit machines basically mm-hmm. so get rid of the mm-hmm. debit machine that they have swap it out with first data get them a better rate for mastercard visa etc yeah so yeah. i had this little cafe not gonna say the name of it it was on quimple uh in halifax and um it was a, this lovely girl in her 30s and i was like oh my gosh i've been dealing with like really old men <laughs> For like this whole entire time I was working for this company And I was like oh my gosh Finally a girl like in her 30s I felt like I could relate to her really well um, Fair She enough. was easy to talk to And she was on board She's like Yep, yeah, come here uh, We'll set an appointment for you to do my assessment And I, I, I want this product And it's commission only So if I don't make this sale I don't get fucking paid And so yeah. I thought Because she was nice I was gonna give her some wiggle room to basically take control of the sale. Huge, huge, huge mistake. I go there, she goes, I I made an appointment to do an assessment, which should only have taken 20 minutes. It doesn't require her attention. It just required me to sit and I would have just bought in a coffee so it didn't seem like I wasn't doing anything. Get it done and then I can do the sale. I go there, she goes, sorry, babe, don't have the stuff today. Come back sometime next week okay my time's being wasted i need a meet quota and i need to quite frankly pay my bills so yeah a week later i come back revisit her she's like yeah so i did it more thinking and i talked to my husband about it her husband has no ownership or any stock into the business um -hmm. and uh, she's like he doesn't think it's a good idea and I was like, well, I brought her back on the fax. I said, this is your, this is going to be your loss, not mine. Um, and then she goes, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, 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 you know what? Sure. Let's just at least do the assessment. The, then I eventually booked another appointment to do it with her. The night before I had something, um, I had uh, the, the night before the appointment, I, um, I had a rupture on my ovary my right ovary and i was in the hospital i was in the hospital and they gave me painkillers they did a bunch of like ultrasounds all this stuff yeah i right out of the hospital told my boyfriend i said I need to go home get me a dress and pair of heels cut the fucking the hospital tag off of my wrist and i went straight (sighs) to my appointment to make my sale right after being discharged so i go there that's dedication oh (laughs) yes when i want something i get it so I go there I am. I freshen myself up I, I put on my dress I put on my heels I bring my work stuff to her did she not try to reschedule it with me again so at this point I had to say to her I said look like this is a $700 commission for me but this is a $13,000 loss annually for you if I walk away from here that's your loss not mine And that's when I had to. It wasn't really a matter of not being able to say no, but I felt like I kept on condoning her behavior to give me the walk around and Mm -hmm. just treat me as if my time wasn't valuable because I was scared. Of losing that connection. I was scared I was going to lose the sale. I was scared she wasn't going to like me. I was scared that by me being assertive and doing what's best for me in this particular situation was going to fuck me over. In fact, it was the best thing I could have done because I got the sale that day after I said that.
1: So So don't you think it's kind of funny that when you're put in very particular, almost suffocating situations, do you find your voice and your ability to just step up for yourself and say no? So at least you kind of have that instinct for it. So it's not like we're completely incapable of saying no, but it's like we're tailored and we're conditioned in a way where we will try and accept Mm. the most before we finally put an end to it. And uh, for me personally, it's like, I, you said it, it's definitely, there's an ego thing. And especially when I'm like at work, like I'll be at work or I'll be at a job or something. And everybody's like, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? And it's all stuff that they can't do. I'm mm-hmm. very eager to say yes to kind of prove that, yeah, I can do it. Why can't you? Or just to prove that I can handle doing all of this all at once like I'm so good I'm so smart I'm the best employee but for what (laughs) they don't care
0: (laughs) yeah well you're an overachiever
1: um I'm so annoying (laughs) where does that pressure come from I don't know I've always been like this like even in grade one grade 10 kind of lost it in university a little bit I kind of just gave up when I came into U of T and I saw all these smart people Because I came in thinking that I was the smartest one in here, you know? I did IB. No one else did IB. IB. Oh my God, I did IB. See what I mean? Everybody (laughs) did IB. (laughs) (laughs) So when I started to realize that I definitely was not what I thought I was, Yeah. I kind of lost it there for a bit. And for those who don't know,
0: IB is the International Baccalaureate Program. They tell you you're doing university courses in high school. It's a whole, it almost feels like a scam. It's a cult.
1: (laughs) It's a cult. It's for sure a cult. Yeah. But But even now, like when I find myself preparing for interviews and such, it's like you have to prove your best of the best. And like, if I'm interviewing with like a doctor or like a researcher, I will literally memorize all their lectures, all their videos, every word they said, and then speak it back to them in my interview. So that they go like, "Oh my god, you're so smart!" And it's like, to be honest, it's not even my own brain; it's your brain. <laughs> that's a, actually, that's a really great strategy. And just for the audience, and
0: and probably more clarification for me, because you're so freaking intelligent you're like beyond what my brain can comprehend
1: what exactly People can't see but I'm shaking my head that's not true <laughs> no no don't like undermine your achievements
0: what exactly though is your profession
1: well I want to go into clinical research so I want to be a scientist I want to get a research-based I want to get into a research-based master's and I want to do my PhD in science like maybe neuroscience, maybe genetics, maybe, like, oncology, and I really just want to establish myself in academia and in science, and oh, I just want to keep publishing paper after paper after paper, and I just want to talk for about you. science all the time.
0: <laughs> I feel, though, that is where, because you said to me, you were, like, earlier, like, those traits um, personality traits are liabilities that that's a perfect example where it is an asset like you literally had an interview right before you came onto to the podcast and I I know I know in my core that you did freaking amazing and you definitely got the job and you know that and so I think that's where it can be it can be an asset but like when it intertwines with our personal lives is where it's like where we need to find the balance.
1: It's almost like if you have to say no, I get a, I get anxious. Yeah. It's like I will find any way mm-hmm. to say yes and I will come up with methods and go around my obstacles to find a way to say yes before I have to say no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I also fear rejection sometimes. Um, especially
1: that's a, like... That's a good one.
0: Like in my dating life, especially, I fear rejection. I fear... If I don't show enough interest or if I feel like I don't want to do something, I feel like I need to give a very long scripted, empathetic text message um, instead of just saying not today or no, I can't um, because I don't want them to later on think I'm not interested when really I am interested, but. I'm too drained. I've already given all my energy today to school, to work, and I don't want to meet up for my date tonight. I'm sorry, but it, it's nothing on them. It's it's on me.
1: Um... Even you said that you're drained. You can't. How do you, this is why it's such an issue of saying no, because how do you just go on being like, hey, I'm tired, I'm physically drained, I'm emotionally drained, like I'm mentally drained. Like, there are days where you genuinely, you get home after work and you're like, I can't. I can't do this. I don't have the energy to go shower and put on clothes and put on makeup and go entertain for another hour or two. This is like a lot. So how do you go on explaining that? Because the first thing they're going to say, oh, you're such a flake. Oh, but you, you said yes. Oh, yeah. but you seem so excited two days ago. And so much can happen in those forty-eight hours where it's like, well, two days ago I was like, Oh yeah, this seems like a great idea. And now two days later, I'm feeling like I cannot do this. Yeah. One, they'll either call you out for it, or two, you'll come off like you have mental health issues and then they'll call you out for that too. Or they'll say you have baggage. Absolutely. Or so this is it's not that we can't say no. It's just we know what we will get back from saying it so it's often better to get away from saying it so that you don't have to deal with what with the aftermath of it
0: that's no that's so true i couldn't have said that better myself absolutely um i feel sometimes though eventually as you get older it does become easier um or you become more aware of like your actions i feel like i gotta sneeze <laughs> <laughs> My nose tickles. I feel like I'm going to sneeze right now. But I feel like I, if you uh, say
1: banana, you won't need to sneeze anymore.
0: Banana. <laughs> you do not have to sneeze anymore. There you go, guys. Tip of the day, if you say banana, you
1: won't have to sneeze. I <laughs> also feel like if you care less, it's easier to say no. And even, okay, so this is how I took my power back with no. I started, I realized that instead of whatever response they're going to give me, if it's like passive aggressive or anything like that, instead of saying it like, oh, I feel bad about myself now, I just see it as like, this is absolutely a deal yes. breaker. Because if yes. you can't accept this, then how the hell are you going to respond to many other situations in the future that are a yeah. lot more intense than me saying, Oh, yeah. I can't see you today.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Oh my god, so It's a
1: reflection of that.
0: hundred percent. I, yeah. um, I actually, I had it, I had an experience once, uh, not like, I would say a couple months ago. It's, it's so crazy. I cannot believe I didn't tell you this story before. Do you know on TikTok or like on Instagram, you know, that sound that's kind of like, oh no, I hope I don't fall. And it's like a guitar solo after. <laughs> yeah. You know that, right? And it comes yeah. from the song, uh, Sugar, how you get so fly. You know that song, Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. I'm- i'm yeah, familiar okay. so the guitarist and the vocalist of that song actually lives in scarborough okay right? mm-hmm. okay he followed me on tiktok and between us and between our listeners he's not cute he's as, not
1: cute as soon as you said scarborough
0: <laughs> well yeah no he's he, that should say it all uh, well, the weekends from Scarborough, too, isn't he? But,
1: like, who said well, the weekend's cute? I'm yeah. sorry.
0: <laughs> so,
1: anyway, he's talented. He, That's it. <laughs>
0: okay, sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Um, okay, so basically, he messaged me. We had one phone call. And all he did was talk about himself the whole entire time. He never asked anything about me. And that was a huge red flag. I don't give a flying fuck if you're famous or if you're not, or where you come from. Mm. People are people at the end of the day. There's a lot of groupy behavior in Toronto. Um, But I think he wasn't used to rejection. I think he wasn't used to um, girls, because his his manager is the same manager as Justin Timberlake. And he was telling me all these stories about LA. Oh, so he
1: was like, big head yeah egotistical maniac. oh big time big time okay and
0: I quite frankly after that experience of having a phone call thank god I asked to do a phone call before meeting him he wanted to meet up I was very turned off and I was just like you know I was just gonna give you a chance because you were nice in my dms not because you were cute but I was just like hey don't judge a book by its cover right so I'm a very open person but personality spoke volumes to me and I very I, I had a hard time telling him no I told him I was busy um but I said I wanted to think about it more so it wasn't a straight up no I said I'm busy tonight but instead of just saying straight up no I offered another options I was like how about Sunday instead yeah and he's like I booked off so much time for you. Um I can't believe you're going to bail on me. It's not a great first impression, you know. I was like, "Oh. Thank God I dodged this bullet." Like that was so disturbing to me and I'm just like, "Yeah, 100% like if they can't respect your decision, then they don't respect you." That means probably the relationship with you is surface level anyways. So you're not losing out on anything. Have you have ever had an op- like a, a situation where people became more distant with you for putting your foot
1: down? That, my girl, is called gaslighting. <laughs> True. And let me tell you about it. <laughs> Listen... It takes one to no one I've done it I'm mm-hmm. sure you've done it yeah we all do it yeah and it's, yeah. it's attention seeking behavior and sometimes it's kind of valid if it's not to an extreme but absolutely I have had experiences with people not being able to take no for an answer and kind of being persistent because they think persistence is key when it actually just becomes borderline like harassment mm. I think and a lot of them will actually deflect and be like oh you're playing hard to get it and it's like no no No, there's no getting anybody anything at all
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that is
1: that's just that's
0: just another example of like it just highlights their ego it just it's just a projection of them it's not a projection of you it's their inability to accept your answer bottom line
1: but you know what, Ugh, the entire topic really ties into gaslighting yeah. because you go from saying no and then they go like, but you said yes two days ago, but mm-hmm, why are you saying mm-hmm. no now? Mm-hmm, but this is something I've been asking you about for like so long or not. Let's say it's something they brought up for the first time. Okay. And oh, okay. I really want to get this. Example. I just have to. Yeah, totally. For example, person A is telling you, let's
0: have three sons.
1: Okay? Yeah. yeah. I'm so shy. I can't even
0: say it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said three son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. And you're very adamant and conservative and just not open to this. Like, you just aren't. This is not any of your interests. You don't like it. You have no reason to agree okay sometimes you know your sometimes you know your boundaries absolutely there is no such thing as what if you just think about it there's no thinking for me some things are just no not okay yeah and it will turn into well how come we can't do what i want and how come we can't do what i like but i really want to do this and it'll become like a victimization situation it'll become like you say no harms them in any way, like abuses them in any way, and they they actually start to take it as a reason to kind of avoid you and distance themselves from you mm-hmm. because they're not getting what they want.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, with a, with saying no and no and knowing your boundaries, you mm-hmm. can never give that up ever.
0: Yeah, no, that's so important. That's that's such a great point. I'm really happy you brought that up because. It actually, I have like hair on my arms right now. I have like chills because it just makes me think, wait, maybe that's why I struggle. Maybe it's because I've had these experiences with narcissistic gaslighting individuals.
1: 100%. And that is the
0: internal stem of my fear because then I end
1: up assuming the worst in everyone I struggle to say no to. 100%. And... I think that's why the first step in learning how to say no is practice. Like practice makes perfect. Yeah. So the more you say it, the more confident you'll become Mm -hmm. in it, Mm -hmm. the more you'll believe it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know what? It's good to have these experiences because it allows you to filter out those people and spot them a mile away the next time, instead of kind of investing so much time in somebody and then figuring out that this is what they've been doing to me this whole time and this is why I have a problem saying no mm-hmm. um this often can stem from like childhood as well okay for example kids saying no or throwing tantrums because they really don't want to do something but the parents being like no you have to you have to everybody's watching what will other people say about you so there's also this thing ingrained in your head that if you say no it's disrespectful mm. let's say let's say somebody like older than you needs help it's disrespectful to say no. They yeah. need your help. You are yeah. essential. So there's so much pressure that comes with saying no as well. It's not really as easy as being like, I don't feel like it. Yeah,
0: no. That's why absolutely. sometimes with your
1: own parents, it's kind of like easier to say no because like your parents, whatever. they love you. You love them. The, board, the boundaries and all that is established. But that's why with other people, it's like, why am I so eager to please someone who doesn't pay for my stuff? Who doesn't benefit me anyway? Who doesn't feed me, clothe me, provide me with jobs or security? Why? 100% to say yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I actually had a, a good friend once tell me um, she was like, she's like, if there's anything to learn when you adjust to life in Toronto, because everyone where I'm from is super friendly, like super freaking nice, we'll give the t shirt off the power back for you if you need it. Uh, And people here can be a little bit more cold just from my experience of coming from the East coast, but don't get me wrong. I've met some lovely people, including yourself, is that if they're not feeding you, financing you or fucking you, they don't matter. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen, listen, let me just say, even when it's the latter, they don't matter.
0: They don't matter. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I, um, so uh just coming back i as much as i need to work on how i communicate i think it's important to if you have valuable friendships or valuable relationships and you feel like they're struggling is is to is to be able to have these discussions with your friends your family and people around you um and that's That's why I I gave this book to him Um, because I I was feeling that we were struggling with that because I think um, I think sometimes when you struggle to say no, it actually is way more hurtful to the friendship or to the relationship um,
1: than saying yes. Uh, Because you start to resent them for the things you have to sacrifice and had to put yourself through and the pressure you have to put yourself through. Exactly. And communication is everything. You won't know how that
0: person may respond to your... your, um, I don't... To your response, like to your text messages or to what you're saying. Like, I personally hate the whole concept of being let down easy. Because for me... You can't assume that I'm trying you can't assume that I'm getting your hints. I can't assume that you're receiving my hints.
1: So I actually have a story about this. Oh, Please. This was just last summer. And I think this is the first time where I realized how important it is for me to hear the word no. Not just say it, but mm-hmm. to hear it. Um, so there was this one guy that I liked, and now, he's been simping for years. I don't even want to say months, like literally years. Like, you know, when they go around to their friends and they're like, oh, like I'm talking to this girl. Yeah. But you open the DMs and it's literally yeah. just them responding to every single themselves. thing. They're having a conversation with years? themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly like that. And then eventually when COVID hit and lockdown started, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll entertain. I'm bored. I'm not going out. I'm not fucking to anyone. And I was like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Like, let's give nice guys a chance. Blah, blah, blah. So I ended up like hanging out with him. I was like, okay, into it. But it was COVID. So I was like, oh, personally, for the sake of my health, please don't be with anyone else right now. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty valid. And I thought it was fair enough for me to kind of address it head on and it was okay for you to say no and i made that very clear i was like listen it's okay if you don't accept this that's okay but that means i just can't do it like you know this is conditional for me but please tell me if this is not something you are capable of doing because i'm okay with that and he was all like no no i'm okay with this i want this why would i even want anyone else blah 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 but he started to avoid me would still message me would still talk to me would still tell me he wants to see me but would not come see me for Mm -hmm. like a month like a whole month i was like listen clearly this isn't working out all you had to do was just say no and even then at that point he's like no i never said no and it's like but actions speak louder than words so just say it like i'm saying it on your behalf and he's like Mm-mm. and he still insisted that he wouldn't say the word no so I ended up saying it for him I was like listen no <laughs> bye yeah. no
0: absolutely
1: so it's also not just it's not just important to be able to say it but it's important to be able to hear it yeah because it just yeah. gives people the closure that they need and it's important to be honest with yourself
0: yeah no absolutely yeah. maybe
1: some people struggle with being honest with themselves and those around them and that's a different story
0: that's a, uh, that's, that's a really, really, really great point. And I think anyone listening to this episode can absolutely relate to that. It's, it's a hard truth and it's something that takes time to accept, but yeah, hearing it is just as important as saying it. Um, I find myself in many situations where I'm hurt um, over this simple, inability of not being able to hear it because I've come to you've left room you left a door of opportunity for me to come to my own conclusions that you still care that my actions are okay that you're comfortable with what I'm doing what I'm saying when in reality you're not and you didn't tell
1: me that I also think there's a big kind of stereotype that girls are incapable of accepting now I think especially with guys they always think that um you know she's probably crazy like if I say no she'll never let it go and it's like no some of us are truly that's exactly what we want to hear because at least it gives us like an honest straight answer and we can go on with our lives but that's kind of part of the control that they maintain too it's that they don't want you to go on with your life they just Mm. want to maintain the control of what type of relationship it will be yeah. By being hot and cold, but now we know better. Like we're old enough to know that this is childhood, <laughs> this is childish, high schoolish like behavior. Like enough. Yeah.
0: You no. Know? Yeah. No. Totally. No. Hundred percent. Um. So yeah, guys. I think this is pretty much wraps up our episode. Um. So let's just put on our big girl panties and big boy panties and just get these tough conversations out of the way. I don't know about you, but I think about even times i've like made ex- excuses to bosses and whatnot it's exhausting trying to come up with excuses it's so uh-huh. and i would copy and paste it and send it to my friends and be like hey what do you think of this message is this good is this good
1: <laughs> i hear you i hear you we've all been there but you know you live and you learn
0: you live and you learn that's right so
1: um go read fuck no by
0: Sarah Knight um I need to get my own copy because like I said I borrowed this for Marcos I bought it for him ironically enough I needed to buy one for me as well um read it it's really good information of like not every single um person needs the the same type of no or the same type of response there's different ways to say no um and do what feels right do what feels right for you put yourself first and putting yourself first isn't being selfish it's making sure that you can have long-lasting friendships and healthy relationships with the people that value and respect you when you are taking care of you first and part of taking care of you first is learning how to say no
1: um is there anything else there that you wanted to add i think i'm all good no no.
0: But no. <laughs> but no. There's no more
1: you want to add. No. She, she's
0: doing it. <laughs> she's practiced it already.
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was definitely a very productive conversation.
0: And you were worried cuz it was your first podcast, but I mean, you did freaking phenomenal. This is just a conversation with us, and I owe it to you. Thank you. Um I really want to do another episode with you because I'm I would love that. You. Yes. I would love that. That sounds great. <laughs> Guys, go wish Dina good luck on getting her job. We all know she kicked ass of your interview. We're really excited to have you back home here in Toronto. Love and miss you so much. And remember, as long as it's not hurting someone, as long as someone's not getting hurt, it's okay. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. eat
1: it too. <laughs>